Vintage Radio. Vintage Radio brings you another edition of Poetry Roundup presented by Linda Bradley and myself, Kemal Horton. This is the first part of the programme that was originally broadcast on the 8th of January 2020. Today's guest poet is Mark Jones, a.k.a. The Homeless Poet. For further information about the show, you can always contact me through info at vintageradio.org.uk. I'll be happy to hear from you. Hello and uh, welcome to Vintage Radio. Here we are with another edition of Poetry Roundup with me, Camel Horton. Me, Linda Bradley. And our guest poet today is Mark Jones, a.k.a. The Homeless Poet. Good afternoon, thank you. Yes, hello Mark. And uh, we look forward to hearing what you've got for us. But first of all, we are going to start in our usual fashion with some music and uh, from some old friends, the Time Bandits who appear quite regularly at uh, Lingham's at First Thursday. And here they are with... What are they here with? Uh, the Golden Vanity. Sink her in the lowland sea. 
difficult In my own fairest daughter Your bonny bride shall be If you swim overboard To the Spanish enemy And you sink her in the lowlands Lowlands, lowlands And you sink her in the Swam he and he swam to that ship of the Spanish enemy And with his brace and over in her side he bore holes three And he sank her in the lowlands, lowlands, lowlands And he sank her in the lowlands sea Then quickly he swam back to the cheering of the crew Captain would not heed him for his promise he did rue And he scorned his poor entreaties as his promise he withdrew And he left him in the lowlands, lowlands, lowlands Oh, he left him in the lowlands sea Then quickly he swam round to the port side And up to his messmate Yes, that was the uh, Time Bandits, Chester-based band, who recently performed at uh, the Bridge Inn, along with um, other places locally. Well worth looking out for. Very entertaining. And we are going to have some poetry. Poetry, Linda. Yeah, this is just a short poem of mine from some time ago. It's called A Rekindled Spirit. Something changed, charged... A light inside ignited, a spirit rekindled. Found in two hearts, filled, inspired, alive. 
to travel life's long lane together, united from now, today, forever. Ah, is that a new one or no. <laughs> ancient? <laughs> Speaking of things ancient, um, I've come across a pile of tapes which includes some of our performances with the Chester Poets. Oh, from <laughs> One in particular is from 1989. Oh, God, am I only? You are. <laughs> <laughs> You've been warned. I'm going to have a, a, a play with them and see if I can digitalise them and uh, clean them up a bit. And, and you never know, dear listener, you may get a chance to hear what we sounded like all the time ago. 30 years ago. But some, there are some people there, of course, that aren't well, with, no us any, with us anymore. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so that's something to look forward to. I'll get stuck or into dread. that. Or dread. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, once you've shuffled off this mortal coil, you've got no say in it, have you? <laughs> we can do anything you l- we like to you then. Um, speaking of doing anything you like, every year at this time of year, I produce my book of nonsense, and um, I've read some of these from the book of nonsense. So today's today's readings of mine will be all from this nonsense collection, and this one is Front Ear Man. They knew he was a front ear man as he always walked sideways in his rear ear hearing all he'd passed, though it was clear that this rear ear was the one that had been surpassed. Have no fear there would be a cheer from every place he entered in, as people shouted out, Here, here, here comes a two-eared frontier man slipping silently sideways in. And he would grin from ear to ear, or front to back as it appeared, with one ear out for things to come, while the other ear heard what had passed. They knew he was a frontier man, as he always walked sideways in, with one ear harking what had been, while the other strained to begin. That was a difficult thing to read. <laughs> well, you wrote it. <laughs> I must practice more often. Uh, this next track is from Rory McLeod, and it's called How Can You Keep On Moving? It came out, well, I got it on a sampler some 20-odd years ago um, uh, from Cooking Vinyl, and it uh, says something about the plight of people who are um, travellers. And here it is, Rory McLeod, How Can You Keep On Moving? How can you keep on moving unless you migrate to? I tell you to keep on moving and migrate you mustn't do. But the only reason for moving and the reason why I run is to move to a new location and find myself at home. Well, we found an empty house and abandoned and all alone. So my wife and kids and me, we made it a little home sweet home. We put flowers in the window, fixed the plumbing and wired the lights. But since they've called us squires, they're gonna make us homeless tomorrow night. Well, we can't go back to my mum's house, cause that no longer stands. To build that M11 link road, they needed all that land. 
the neighbourhood's been flattened and all the neighbours have gone astray Now they wonder why we have to keep moving cos we've got no place to stay Yeah, how can you keep on moving unless you're Margaret too? They tell you to keep on moving but Margaret you mustn't do But the only reason for moving and the reason why I run Is to move to a new location and find myself a home now if you pitch your little tent along the broad highway The Board of Sanitation says sorry you can't stay Come on, come on, get moving, it's their everlasting cry I can't stay, can't go back, I can't migrate So where in the hell am I? Oh, how can you keep on moving unless you migrate to They tell you to keep on moving, but migrate you mustn't do but the only reason for moving and the reason why I run Is to move to a new location and find myself a home Now all our neighbours have been evicted so we have no place to meet We just wanted to have ourselves a party, thought we'd have it on our street But they didn't want the noise we might be making so we gathered on a friend's farm Way out in the country so we wouldn't do no harm Christians have their churches to me, and Muslims have their mosques. Jews have their synagogues and temples. Us travellers, we have to get lost. Now a kind host will be arrested for inviting us to stay. We're welcome guests, we don't make a mess, but that's not what the police say. They say that we're trespassing, we were given an invitation. Cause there's more than six of us gathered here, they're calling it intimidation. And you can ask any lonesome person what it's like to live alone. We've got a right to a family life on wheels, this bus is our home. Oh, but how can you keep on moving unless you migrate to? They tell you to keep on moving, but migrate you mustn't do. But the only reason for moving and the reason why I run Is to move to a new location and find myself a home There used to be common footpaths to walk your dog, the children's ran Now they say they'll walk in the earth and countryside means damaging the land If some god made the world and the devil made the barbed wire fence It's the criminals and thieves who are passing the laws lining each other's with the pounds and pens Yes, how can you keep on moving Unless you're Margaret They tell you to keep on moving But Margaret you mustn't do But the only reason for moving And the reason why I run To move to a new location And find myself at home Is to move to a new location And find ourselves at home Well, uh, there we go. That track goes back to about 1997, I think, thereabouts. It's uh, different. Yes. yes. 
Yes, there's some good stuff on it. It's a cooking, it was a cooking vinyl catalogue, which was a sampler they put out, and it, it was free. You could just pick it up from our price. Do you remember our price CDs shops? Yeah. Yes. Well, that's how old this is. And uh, you could just pick it up, and uh, there was all sorts of really good stuff on there. So I'll play some more at some point. It's now time to dive into the archive. Uh, Stephen L. Smith was our guest in October 2015. Here he is again. Spiders and Job Seekers Alliance. Well, when I was on the dole or when I was looking for work or between jobs, whatever you want to say it, if I was a striver, not a shirker but a seeker, had a spider in the window and I thought... If you watch spiders, they're amazing. They will spin a web, right? Even in a day, they'll make this wonderful web. And you would think to yourself, well, will they ever get anything? And yet it doesn't stop them. If you give them half a chance, they'll spin a web and they'll sit and they'll hide and wait for a long time. So it's a bit like looking for a job. My Spiders and Job Seekers Alliance. In the corner of the window, my pet spiders on JSA. He must be, because he sits beside his web, day after day after day. But when that web goes a tremble, he rushes from his nook, even if it's a microscopic green fly that's hardly worth a look. Still, he's got to show he's trying, not sitting on his hands, though honestly a measly midge, it's not worth spinning two new strands. Actually, spiders don't have hands, they have eight legs, not less, not more, so that was a sort of spider metaphor. Anyway. These motions are criteria he simply just must meet, else he'll lose his website and be sent spinning in the street. They say spiders last a year without having one full meal, and though he certainly endures, I can guess how it must feel. Yet, he bustles up and down in a show he can't avoid, demonstrating he's a genuine job-seeking arachnoid. He'll trap a wasp in that web one day. I have faith in my spider lad, and when he slucks, sucks it slowly dry, I might forget the stings that I have had. Uh, Stephen L. Smith with uh, my Spiders on Job Seekers Allowance, which I think is a fantastic title. <laughs> and um, He's also a playwright and we nabbed him while he was here he was he had a play in that was opening in Liverpool that he'd come over for because he lives Somewhere in, I think, Belfast, I think he lives. Anyway, he'd come over for yeah. for, for the um, opening of this play, okay. and we were able to nab him. And uh, he's, So he, he comes over reasonably frequently, but, uh, but not frequently enough for us to nab him again, not since the last what, four or five years. Anyway, our guest today is Mark Jones, a.k.a. The Homeless Poet. And um, what have you got for us? Uh, this first poem for you, uh, Carol, is uh, My Uninhabitable Life. Right. So, it's always the same. Damn me looking for someone else to blame. Not manning up to take responsibility. This life I'm living, has it really got authenticity? The inner good in me has to take back control. But how, how do you search for your soul? It's not a game anymore. This time, I'm getting skills to win this war. I've been beaten black and blue, but not as bad as accepting letting go of you.
saw her today at the reception A glass of wine in her hand I knew she was gonna meet her connection At her feet was a footloose man You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want But if you try sometimes Well you might find
that didn't have you leaping around the ironing board I don't know what will uh, the Rolling Stones with uh, you can't always get what you want and that was the first of our records chosen by our guest poet Mark Jones and we are going to have another poem now from Linda you've been rooting uh, yeah, one of Dave Shabaki's Outer Bear Spaces collection and it's just a short poem called Fear A young man is always afraid, worrying constantly about rejection, ridicule, reputation. An old man fears only the glint of a curved blade lurking in shadows, hiding round corners. Ah, yes. Mmm, a a lot in that, isn't there? Yeah, Yeah. makes you think. (laughs) It does make you think. Yes, the old, uh, the old Grim Reaper. Uh, well, on that cheery note, <laughs> Mark, Mark um, you're a.k.a. the homeless poet, and how long have you been writing? Uh, since possibly September last year. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> whereas, well, that I became homeless in uh, about the middle of September. Uh, I think it's there's always been... A, Keen, a keen eye for writing. Uh, when I was in school, yeah, there was a poetry competition that we did in York, about Yorkshire Abbey. Right. And so, so that's um, so it's it's lain there dormant all those years, I and th- you. I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think you, you get into certain situations in life, and you've you have to do something. 
and sometimes it's the poetry that comes out. Yeah, I just remember sitting on the, um, the Hamilton Square Town Hall steps. Yeah, and I just I just started writing, and yeah, yeah. I, just, I haven't stopped since, to be honest. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, if it, even if it's only for yourself, that's good because it. You, um, when life's been grim, as it is for most people at some point or other, I've gone to writing and writing stuff out. The poetry mightn't always be terribly wonderful, but, but at least you, that's right. You, Absolutely, you yes. you've worked some of those ideas through. Ah, yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, and and you have another poem for us. I do. Uh, this one is quite a recent one that I wrote. Uh, it's called This Time Last Year. It will be my year next year. How many times have you heard that? Breaking promises again and again, year after year. I'm sorry, but I was insane. I always talk the talk, but with no actions. Every year the same, like a chain reaction. Trying my best, but it never lasted. Dry for two to three weeks. Then after that, the family back to being flabbergasted. My brother's appalled by me. Do they understand what it's like to live like me? I think not, as they weren't dealt my hand. Fair play to them, though, because they understand. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real The needle tears a hole The old familiar sting Try to kill it all away but I remember everything What have I become My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the end And you could have it all my empire of dirt I will let you down I will make you hurt you stay the hell away from me you hear I wear this crown of thorns Upon my liar's chair Full of broken thoughts I cannot repair Beneath the stains of time The feelings disappear you are someone else 
I am still right here What have I become My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away In the air And you could have it all My empire of dirt I will let you down If I could start again A million miles away I would keep myself I would find a way Yes, Johnny Cash and uh, a song that was, I think, very close to him, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. And that uh, ability to self-destruct. Definitely, which, uh, definitely relate to that as well. Yeah. Yes, I imagine quite a few people can. But uh, So we will go again to the archive and then we'll have another poem from, from you, Mark. But uh, next is uh, from 2018 and Ben Entwistle. This is a poem called Crew. Um self-evidently about the town of Crewe where I live and I wrote this in some ways to try and chart my um, sort of changing and sometimes strange relationship with the place Crewe a town you never dreamt you'd come to never thought about at all a black and white sound in an old song a place trains stop but not for long a plum-coloured announcement in your Mancunian father's head. Like so many, he passed through, never got off. Crew station crew, he said, so often it was funny. A colony with a short memory. Boomtown, minus money and sun. Industry's bright iron rusting. It came on the train, for the train. But the works are gone. Engineers departing, wisps of steam. Now it's home. For 13 years or more, you have been getting off the train, scuffing through litter, wet leaves, rain, past boarded shop fronts that were butchers, grocers, travel agents, estate agents, and now sell aromatic liquids for electric cigarettes, past houses that were pubs and pubs that were houses, past Polsky Sklep, Thai Corner, the passage to India, Weeds, wildflowers, slugs, snails and sparrows. All small, ordinary lives somehow find a foothold where they fall, however neglected the neighbourhood. Slowly coming to belong, comfortable with disuse and decay, making a heart-shaped hollow. Uh, ben Entwistle with Cold Calling. Uh, Ben's doing lots with his poetry at the moment. He's completed a... Um, creative writing course um, and, and doing, yeah so we'll have to get him back again because it's developed a fair bit from when he was last here and uh, Mark, you're setting out on this road um, yes <laughs> and uh, 
we were saying too, we offer, we were saying about what it's like when you start, you, you, presumably you're full of all these ideas and they're just pouring out at the moment. That's correct, yeah. Uh, just try to get every every notion really down on, onto paper, yes. Yes, and that's the most important thing when you start, is to, to get it out and, and eventually you, you find your own voice and your own way of doing things, but just get it down on paper and uh, and share it, because it's a it's a window into a life that not a lot of people know about, and I think it's important to do that, because sometimes, I don't know about you, Linda, but sometimes when I'm writing, I think, this might apply to me, and I might be interested in this, but is anybody else interested in this? You don't have to reach one other person, and you've succeeded. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. I, I, That's I, I get say that. It. Yeah, I get that. When I'm writing down, I think. I mean, hot. Some of the things that I've wrote, and I think, oh, that's not very really good. And then I read it out to somebody, and they're like, oh, that, that's. They know that's exactly what you yes, yes. Yeah. That's what it is. It's about yeah. It's about that it's bit of communication. Out, yes. Yes. It's um, touching somebody really. Yeah. And if that's what you do, then it's been successful. So, what have you got next? Uh, the next one is um, called Being a Masked Man. So basically, throughout life really, I always felt like I was wearing different masks. Mm. One mask for my family, mm -hmm. one yeah. mask for, say, work colleagues, I one think for we all friends, that, yeah. yes. And yeah, it's nice to actually be able to sit here and, and think that I don't have to wear a mask. Just be you. Yes, yes, yes. so. I always knew I was different and a bit strange. How nice it must be to feel normal instead of deranged. It's hard to wear a mask every day. Can't tell who I am anyway. Would not know where to start. Living life like a facade. I'm like the iron masked man. Change, tell me how I can. Used to be chained to the note on the board. Need to live a life that I can afford. Some say it's hard, some say it's easy. For me, it's like being on a boat, it's making me queasy. The storm has broke, the calm is still. Need to transform like wheat to flour in a mill. Catch me, harass me, unmask me.
Well, that was the Pointer Sisters with Slow Hand and another choice from you, Mark. And uh, any particular reason for picking Slow Hand? I think... I just... I like it and I think maybe... Maybe the little bit, little bit of me is, is a bit of a romantic, to be honest. Yeah. I think so, yeah. This, this newfound me is anyway, I think. Good. See... So does that mean that it feels like being two people? Not anymore, no. I think it, it used to. Now, just, I When you were wearing the masks. And yeah. It's just on the facet to his personality. Yes. Yeah. All right. Speaking of personalities, our next poet is uh, Kate Tempest from her CD, uh, The Book of Traps and Lessons. And uh, this track is The Three-Sided Coin. Retell the old tales Retails complete hell, we need some detail That's why I've been staring at the stem of this plant For like the last day and a half, the last day and a half, the last Now the three-sided coin buys the bow-legged calf And we've been sucking out the milk from its mother's teat incessantly So come on, pump us full of nothingness And hear us sing the melody And watch us dance the thin line between the in-thing and integrity Vacuum-packed, shrink-wrapped, wartime spam bots Following the stories of the day In a hands-off dandruff-in-your-sandwich kind of way Infinite distraction now the distance between objects can be measured out in fractions But the distance between people is a scale that we can't balance We're frail, our hearts haven't had time to try Fathom the scales of old dragons and nails in gold coffins This island of England Oh, England We set out from this place for murder and murder and then we squared it away like it did not occur Now when people are lost, they need people to join But beware of the three-sided coin And when people are hurt, they need people to blame But beware of the fear you can't name I take the bins out it's raining, the kids are on the pavement with their hoods up, waiting for buses And on the radio someone's complaining, saying Until now they never discussed it in public Same thing as yesterday Careful with the hot tap, cold to burning in a second Clothes on, stare in the mirror Aware of the process of life slipping out of the eyes The older eyes Mentholated paste on the bristles, scrub the enamel Now shoelace, hands like somebody else's Where are the hands from before? I was ten years old once Life got quiet last night Station platform, coffee from the man in the hut with the stutter 
I see a friend from school, but we ignore one another. I flick through the papers instead. Aching legs, pounding head. I can't wait for the weekend. I'm staying in bed. In the mouth of a breaking wave. In the mouth of a breaking storm. Shaken, thinking something is coming. The sky is an unusual colour. The weather is doing unusual things and our leaders aren't even pretending not to be demons. So where is the good heart to go but inwards? Why not lock all the doors and bolt all the windows? All I am are my doubts and suspicions. I against you, against we, against them. This is how it begins, and this is how it will end. Kate Tempest with The Three-Sided Coin. And uh, we'll doubtless play more from that CD over the coming months, years. Yes. 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 Yeah, you never know, one of these days I might do a whole show of poetry and music put together that's like that. That's what we do. I know that's what we do. <laughs> I know we've been doing it for ten years. No, <laughs> no I mean, there's a whole programme of... Recorded ones. Yeah, like that. Mm. Mm. There's a job. In the meantime, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> this one's another one of Dave Sabaki's in spaces again that I've come across. It's a cold first cut. The first cut is brutal, always deep with cold blade, tearing into timber, opening the way for more subtle strokes that will follow, caressing with sharpness, carving designs, creating intricate lettering on blocks held tightly in steel vices. The last cut is gentler, a loving afterthought, adding a signature to shape and shaved fibres, decorating with care, completed artistry. The chisel held lightly, plays like a violin in the closing movement of a great concerto. Yeah. And of course, the backstory to that is that uh, Dave's father was a woodcarver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, as a hobby, I mean, as a doing the data or his, his day job was running a chippy yeah. but, um, <laughs> so he'd carved he'd, he'd carved potatoes by day and um, wood by wood night by, yes. it's all chips isn't it <laughs> <laughs> these chips are a bit hard um, <laughs> right but uh, yeah interesting stuff and Mark you've got another poem I have um this one is, um, let's say, slightly on the more positive side. It's called Redemption. Today I'm waking up celebrating life. It's been dragging me this way and that way and had me under the knife. It's done with getting the better of me. I'm going to let it drown in the deep blue sea. Big thanks to the good in my day. The devil in me is now at bay. Could not have done it without the advice. Going to keep studying on how to play nice. Abstinence is a must. 
fed up of the looks of disgust. My mood swings hesitated by the good work, especially when I've meditated. I can't change what has happened in a hurry, so these days I tend not to worry. I am no medieval knight. All I really want to do is read and write. It makes me laugh. One day, I hope you want my autograph. Dylan knocking on heaven's door which was written especially for the film Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid and is another choice of our guest poet today Mark Jones aka the homeless poet and I was just saying at the end of that how it's a great song to either join in with or play or sing and I think it's those chord changes it's uh, there's an A minor in there it's a bit like a hymn yes that kind of thing so it's and it's kind of uplifting. Yes, yeah. Although its lyrical content is not really. It's um, a bit like, well, it's, it's about a cowboy dying in the dust. Yeah. Um, yeah. But somehow is, um, there's, there's a spiritual element to it. Definitely, all sorts of emotions come up, yeah. 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 Uh, how we play with each other's emotions. That's what poetry's all about, Linda. <laughs> you what emotions are you going to play with now? <laughs> this is one of my own poems from uh, the Spaces collection, and it's called Experiment. Uh. <clears throat> Microscope, carefully adjusted, 
enables the human eye to focus, scrutinise, examine, to test and learn, to understand, establish behaviour, reactions, growth. Measurements are made, observations, changes recorded, questioned, reasoned. Scientific approach from test tube to slide, tweezers sterilised, probe to prod and poke, spread between the glass lay eye. Imprisoned, held against my will, no voice to yell, futile fight for freedom, my fate is set. Yet compensated when I look through beyond your eyes to realise how you too are incarcerated, blinded, oblivious, unable to recognise the truth that I can feel and see and think. My prison is a scientific side, but yours, limited, lacking imagination, assuming superior thought and knowledge. Your prison is inside your head, your cell, your skull, your mind. Mm. Yes, and uh, of course, it's got, you can interpret it in all sorts of different ways. Yeah. That one, yes, it's not just about being uh, under a mic, under a, a physical microscope. Not necessarily now. No. Yes, interesting. There is just time for a last dive into the archive to November 2017. Here's Ian Parr. Angel of the North doesn't need an introduction everybody knows about angel of the north i used to pass it when i used to drive up and down the a1 many years ago from here we see durham and northumberland fells valleys once overturned when we burned coal we burned blood yet somewhere in our dna to know those miners roots were deep into the ground from whence they came and would return offsetting whatever evil for some less worldly good. Now look up, praise men's works, the fortitude of their women folk, embodied all in steel and vision. Welcome with open arms or spreading wings all nations, peoples, even classes into human endeavours, better things. Did craftsmen welders lay down with care their first penetration runs and make a muttered prayer, then deliver in the final cap explosive amens, putting by shields, gloves, spooling guns as they recall generations, flashing to dwell on the cooling last fusion? Millions upon millions, their hands rub smooth so to burnish bold webs like ancient bronze. The selfish, overprivileged, self-indulgent might be here for inner contemplation. Redeemed, going to their homes better, purified beneath the shadow of some God's great messenger, guardian of peace and good news. Those Methodist miners would have scoffed. Angels they knew were popish stuff, mere idolatry, whereas the godly grew their inner angel, who sanctified the sinner's soul. Not privileged, selfish, nor indulged, they were taught to pray and praise their Lord, a rock of ages. 
people at this spot today would have raised their eyes wondering what God or man hath wrought. It is time for us to be on our way. So it's goodbye from me, Kemal Horton. Goodbye from me, Linda Bradley. And goodbye from me, Mark Jones. And thank you for being our guest no, today. Thank you for having me. It's been a most informative show, and uh, thank you. Thank you. Vintage Radio. Vintage Radio is pleased to bring you another edition of Poetry Roundup, presented by Kemal Horton and Linda Bradley. Today's guest poet is Mark Jones, a.k.a. The Homeless Poet. This is the second part of a programme that was originally broadcast on the 8th of January 2020. For further information about the programme, you can always email me here at Vintage Radio. That's info at vintageradio.org.uk. And mark it for the attention of Camel. It'll get you there. Hello and uh, welcome to Vintage Radio. Here we are with another edition of Poetry Roundup with me, Camel Horton. Me, Linda Bradley. And our guest poet today is Mark Jones, a.k.a. The Homeless Poet. Good afternoon, thank you. Yes, hello Mark. And uh, we look forward to hearing what you've got for us. But first of all, we are going to start the show with a trip into the archives. Here's John Howe from September 2015. And it's called Shady. It had been a long, hard devil of a day. Everyone at the meeting had had something negative to say. I was feeling like death and stressed out to hell. It was one of those days when nothing would gel. At last I climbed wearily into my car to get myself home for a whiskey in a jar. 
I put my sunglasses on to cut the sun's glare, which was making my headache even harder to bear. As I drove off, things just got worse. This whole damn day was becoming a curse. Pulling away, my vision became suddenly blurred. I could see kind of double and I was feeling really scared. I stopped to buy a bottle of water in a local store. I felt I'd keel over, hitting the floor. The guy in the shop looked at me strangely and asked, Are you alright? Which just added dramatically to my sense of fright. I admonished myself and tried to become calmer, thinking my life was about to end in a one-act drama. Back in the car, I looked in the mirror to see if there was any kind of outward sign of what was happening to me. It came as one hell of a surprise when it dawned on me what was wrong with my eyes. No need to worry about how quickly life passes. There was only one lens in my bloody sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was John Howe from September 2015 with his poem Shady. <laughs> Always check your sunglasses. And uh, Mark, you've got another poem. Yep. Uh, this next one is uh, obviously with becoming homeless. Um, the relationship with uh, my daughter's mother came to an end, and uh, this this is about her really. It's called the princess that got away. It's hard to let you go, but I know it must be so. You have moved on, and there's nothing I can do. Like doves being released, this makes me think of you. This pain, it tears me apart, and I have not got the tools or the skills to fix this broken heart. Please just think of me from time to time. I won't need to with you, as I know you will be doing sublime. Thank you for your loyalty. I should have treated you like a princess as you're just like royalty. Mm. Yes, and uh, that must be one of the more difficult things about being homeless. Yeah. I think people tend to assume that people that are home, you know, people that don't know about homelessness look at people that are homeless and think, well, they've always been there or... Yeah. They don't think there's a backstory no, to them. Yeah. That they've I ever lived in a house, had a family and all the rest of it. And, and I think that poem does bring that out. Um, and it must have been quite difficult to write. It, it, it was. Um, it was, I think, at the time as well, um, I, was, I was in a little bit of a dark, dark place. Yes. And, look, you know, looking, looking back and reading it, especially today here, I think, you know, it's, I, I don't feel like that today, and that's... You know, that's, that's a good, positive thing. Isn't it? Yes, because, yeah. I mean, you were saying... In fact, you were saying before we got here, because I phoned you up before the programme, and you, you've moved on now and you've got somewhere to live, and... I have, yes. I've uh, yeah, moved out of uh, the hostel on uh, Monday. Yeah. And I'm in a, uh, a semi-independent recovery house. Right. And, yeah, it's, it's amazing, to be honest. I'm just... I'm so grateful and so so humble and yeah it's, it's good to be you know yes starting life again and it's good to know there's recovery isn't it? De definitely yes yes because i think that when people especially when people go first become homeless or first come into well somewhere like here the ymca yeah. is 
that life's going in a, in a downward trajectory and it feels like there's no hope. No, and you can, you can, you know, you think you've hit rock bottom and yes. you realise you, you can sink lower and lower and, yeah, it's, I, I think, especially with some people, it's, you know, they, they do sink, you know, yes. they, they keep sinking as well. And yes, but it's, um, it's good to be in a position to be able to say, well, wow, that was then and now things are improving. Definitely, and, um, yeah. Yes, I, and I, I can relate to that because there are times in my life when I look back at the poetry I wrote and think, goodness me, I was in a state then. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's, it's a good place to be in a way <laughs> that you can see that you've, you've, you know, you're coming out the other side of it and, and there's hope and things. I've, uh, having had a, a serious conversation, I'm returning to the nonsense poems again. <laughs> um, and this one is Who's in a Name? Who was it who came in so late and gave that long speech about warts? She had a wet coat full of holes and she wore a turban of sorts. I know her name, it's written here Griselda Grindwash. But who's that? Who was she and why should I care? And why didn't she wear a hat? And then there was that bloke who said he knew me a long time ago, that I'd been a famous ostrich. There was nothing he didn't know. I've so many bits of paper with yards and yards of names. Ujar, Arthur Seabottom, Carrie Sachs, Android. But who knows who they are? Sometimes I see a face I know, but I know not from where, and so I trawl my list of names, but no, they are not there. The questions grow, the who, the why, the what, the where, and how. It's always been the same. There is so much more to people than can be told by just their names. <laughs> yes. Joan Armour Trading couple of years back did a, um, a one-woman tour and she was at the floor pavilion and uh, me and Caroline we went to see her and um, there is an album of the one-woman tour not recorded at the floor pavilion in New Brighton but elsewhere but um, here she is from the tour that we saw and this track is Empty Highway <laughs> What's the rain gently fall Like the tears running down my face What's the rain gently fall Like the tears running down my face Sometimes it feels like the sky is violent Sometimes it feels like nobody cares 
I'm on a road to nowhere I'm on a road to nowhere As I watch the street light flicker Like the dying embers of your affection As I watch the street light flicker Like the dying embers of your affection What's a generation 
Trading and uh, from her album of Me, Myself, I, The World Tour and the One Woman Show. And we move on to Debbie Breeze Davis and this poem is uh, storytelling. I've been listening to a, um, a doctor of social work called Brené Brown. She's American um, and she does a lot of research about vulnerability, which is something people don't like to talk about. Um, and a lot of her research is, is um, research where she talks to people and, and gathers stories, essentially. And it got me thinking about stories. And one of the things she says is that um, when people hear a story with a beginning, middle and an end, they, they have a dopamine release in their brain. And um, But when we get partial stories, we, we fill in the gaps, we, make, we, we fill in the bits in between, and this is about storytelling. There are stories that we tell ourselves, the story as it truly was, and then the space between. The story you once upon whispered to me, the story a silence lets others believe, truth's never quite the way it seems. Stories that rise from words in a book that lift us to places and change our outlook. Those that draw us daily to a screen. Stories that just aren't ours to share, the ones we'll never get to hear, and those that softly send us off to dream. The story that would not go away, the one I will tell you someday, of a journey walked unseen. A journey walked unseen. That, that was Debbie Breeze Davis with storytelling. We have another poem from Mark. Right, this next one was written uh, with my six-year-old daughter. Um, so it's just a little ditty one. It's a bit of fun, really. It's called The Cat With No Name. There was a cat with no name. It was lonely and insane. It was black and white. He shone so bright while hunting at the dead of night. Is it female or is it male? I don't know. Have a look and lift its tail.
Mark, that was another one of your choices. Do you want to tell us about it? Yes. Um, basically, when my daughter Ava was born, um, well, to be honest, actually, that, that's a bit of a lie. It's going to be a bit of a lie because the first uh, three months she was born, she was a perfect angel. I actually <laughs> thought this this parenting is a doddle. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yeah, after that. Um, just like any child, really, I think, when you're trying to get them to sleep. She woke up. Yes, yeah, she woke <laughs> up. And, yeah, there's Hammond uh, with Rockaway there. Yeah, that was the only thing that seemed to calm her and soothe her down. So, yeah, it's always stuck with me. And yeah. So she's a reggae child? She is a reggae child, definitely. <laughs> she is a definite, definite <laughs> reggae child. Yeah, her That's mother's from London, so <sighs> she has um, a broad sense of music taste, uh, does, yes. does my uh, daughter, Ava, yes. Definitely. Oh, that's that's good. I mean, uh, what, what what could be better than to go to sleep to reggae? Yeah, yeah lovely. Uh, Linda, you've got another poem. Yeah, um, another one from Spaces, but this one's by Kate Conrad, and it's got a strange title: hashtag thirty six. You were mine in decades and aeons through history. Everybody had one. At first invisible, but slowly, for some a slow burn, others an immediate blot on their landscape. Each particle of poison seeped into my skin until I was covered in it. It was everywhere, under my fingernails, beneath the surface of my epidermis, and behind my eyes. Eventually, I looked in the mirror each day, and although I couldn't see it, I found myself disgusting. 
I couldn't understand it. Didn't know I was draining the lust for life from each day. Just knew something was splintering my genetic makeup from the core. Until I was away from you, I could never be free. Only then did I begin to heal. You were my kryptonite. Hash 36 is the element number for kryptonite. Ah, yes. Very good. Very good. On the alternate Wednesdays to us is the Writers' Programme. So we're here one Wednesday, and the Writers' Programme's here the next Wednesday, and that's shared between a number of different writing groups, including the Inklings. And uh, one of the Inklings, uh, sadly no longer with us, was a guest on this programme. We pinched him. (laughs) So we have him in our archive. So this is Neil Crawford from uh, December 2016 with Animal Politics. Again, it's from Mouthpiece. It's called Animal Politics and is based on something that actually happened to me. Animal Politics. The correct phrase, I believe, is a parliament of hares. Not so much a collective noun, more a title for an event. I witnessed one such once when, drawing the kitchen blinds, the sight welcomed me in the early phase of a sharp Cheshire dawn. Just beyond the wire fence, draped with pearl-drop cobwebs, the field abutting our garden positively abounded with them. Several score of long-eared delegates had met to elect their king and queen. They leapt, they spun, they boxed, they ran, demanding actions over the deeds of man. The duarchs had their work cut out to satisfy the ebullient bunch. Preventing harebrained rebellion would tax the shrewdest nut. Dignity, regality, the whitest scut are not always quite enough when the rook decides to hush and the leverets push for leverage. Linda. <laughs> An old poem by Mac Jones and St. Chester Poets 11, and it's called The TV Times. After the film, the news, another film follows, fact, fiction in both. The body of the pavement pumps blood, death or the actor's capsule bitten hard. Blood bright as buttons allows, some technical a distance away. And I, staring, staring from my chair, cannot feel the difference. Ah, yes. And uh, Mark? This uh, next poem is um, called, actually, it's the YMCA, uh, which as... Where we are. Where we are, and yes, where I eventually got um, my room, um, yeah. yeah, to get off the streets and... Yes, uh, let me, let me, I'd love to know what you think of it, of this one, so. The doors, they are everywhere, on every floor, of every stair. But my door is mine, and it's about time. Finally got space in my head, and surprisingly, a very comfy bed. A hot shower, and hot food, got me feeling in a happy mood. Good people, good support. Nothing else to report. I have a room to undress, a wardrobe with clothes to impress. I haven't yet been here for a week, but already know what I must find and seek. Right. Yes, that's very positive. Um, 
and get them a copy. They, they've had a copy. Yeah, yes. they've had a copy. Yes. And how much of, a, of an effect does that have when suddenly you go from being homeless and people basically ignoring, ignoring you at best yeah. um, to coming somewhere where you feel a bit more appreciated? You belong. It's, yeah, um, I just grabbed it with two hands, to be mm. honest, and didn't yeah. let go and knew... You had to, yeah. I had, yeah. Knew I was onto something good, and I had to, you know, take take every opportunity that you know they gave me and work with them. You've got to help yourself as well. Yes, it's something of the last chance corral, really, isn't it? I I think it was. Yeah, I I do. I really do think it was for myself. Yeah, yeah, I do. That's um, and again, a very it's a very positive, but also very brave thing to do is to share that with people, and uh, because I I get people. I think out there generally don't appreciate what it's like, how you can get yourself homeless, how, how it can happen to how it can anybody. Happen to anybody. Yes. Um, and there are some very common causes. Um, family breakdown of, is one of the most common causes. Yeah. What causes the family breakdown is all the things that cause family breakdown. Yes. And it... You know, nobody. It can be something very small, can it? Yes. And it just blows up. And nobody nowadays uh, looks at people who are divorced and say, "Well, you know." But divorce is one of what is one of the um, triggers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is, and it's uh, if you've got nowhere to go to, uh, (laughs) you're on the street. I actually did hear. and I, I believe there is a bit of truth in it after asking a few charities and stuff that everyone is just three steps away from being homeless. Yeah. yeah. Whether that's not paying the rent or, yeah. like you say, if, you know, um, yeah, family breakups and stuff. Mental breakdown. Mental, yeah. Yeah, mental health is yeah. a big big issue and uh, addiction, yeah, and with, with any uh, any substance, you know, whether it's yes. alcohol or, you know, drugs, it's, yeah. Yeah, if, if your paycheck doesn't come. Exactly. And um a lot of people are are that close to the wind, yeah. and even if you're not, just a couple of paychecks. So you, you, illness can make you homeless. Well, yeah. Um, lots of things. So it's it's good that there are places like the YMCA that definitely are yeah. working to to turn things around for people. Definitely. Mm. I'm, I, I, I must take this opportunity to say that all the support staff that they have working there, yeah, they've all. They've all, yeah, they're all diamonds in their own little way, to be honest. Well, that's, uh, that's good to hear. Good to hear. And uh, we will go to your choice of music now, which is uh, Liam Gallagher. Once. It was easier to have fun back when we had nothing. Nothing much to manage. Back when we were damaged Sometimes the freedom we want It feels so uncool Just clean the pool Send the kids to school But oh, I remember how you used to shine Bye. 
get to do it once I think it's true what they say that the dream is borrowed you give it back tomorrow minus the sorrow and the pain she just comes in to break up the daydream and I to keep from feeling the same thing But oh, I remember how you used to shine back then You went down so easy like a glass of wine My friend When the dawn came up You felt so inspired to do it again Well, that was Liam Gallagher and uh, a different version of Once to the one that you know, in fact. Yes, and I, I picked that song, to be honest, because, again, you know, since since early October, you know, I, I think you start realising that you do only get one life, don't you? Yes. You, know, well, you yeah, have to make the most of it. You do have to make the yeah. most of it. And I, I, feel, I feel like I pressed pause on my life like 18 years ago and... I'm only just starting to press play on it again now, to be honest. So you reunited with your daughter? Definitely, yeah. I've uh, got me mother and father back in my life. Right. Good, uh, real, real friends now, Good. to be honest. Yes. And yeah, just happiness, happiness that comes from within instead of external yeah. materialistic things. Yeah. Yes. And then you can build on that and... Uh, Definitely, yeah. New life. New life, yes. And you you appreciate more of what you've got too, don't you? Oh, I do, yeah. And I, I can't seem to throw things away. I mean, there's, there's a coat, I call it my, my homeless coat. Uh, which you to accumulate stuff. Yes, then. and uh, I found I've become a little bit of a hoarder, yeah. yeah. I just can't throw this coat away. Just Is it the one you had when you were homeless? homeless? Yes, and got I just, all that memory. It's been, it's been, I think it is, a, yeah, where I know where I've come from and where I don't yes. want to go back to. and. 
Yeah, just I can't seem to throw it away. It's taking up quite a lot of space in the wardrobe. It's quite a big coat as well. <laughs> you needed it once. I did. Yeah. It's interesting. And you've got another poem for us. I have, and I actually can tell you, actually, going back to that coat, that I actually wrote this poem while, while wearing that coat. <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, Head Case. I am a wild animal, soon to be a cannibal. I wrote the art of war and how to score. I've threatened lives, been paid off from wives, never told the truth, only lies. Never had feelings, always stealing, never satisfied. The only way of stopping is to leave with nothing. I know I would have died if you weren't still inside my mind. I can't get the time back. There's no denying that, sick of living out this sack. The knife, it twists and turns in my chest. I should have wore a stab-proof vest. The thoughts of you moving on tells me this addiction's job is done. It's time to surrender. Stop being the pretender. I can't go back, so I wish you luck. And that is that, because my life is muck. Yes. And it is that letting go of things that you have to, you have to let go of. Yes. Um, which can be painful. Just starting afresh. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Linda, you have a poem. Um, yeah. One of uh, the late Sheila Parry's from her little collection, Roots and Wings, which is a collection about uh, three generations of the same family. This poem is called Stitches in Time. You left no words to hold your memory, no lines of wisdom, many layered phrases filled with love. But everywhere I see your hand in stitches, small and tidy, on the collar of a shirt, the turning of a hem, and all reveal the frugal limits of a careful life. Your needle threaded through my days. You had them all sewn up, a patchwork history created out of scraps, and somewhere pain is mixed with the happiness. Mm -hmm. She's a good poet. Yes, yes. Uh, and going through some of the stuff that she'd written over the years yeah. and seeing uh, what we... It's surprising how many people you come across that knew her poetry. Oh, yeah. Um, Quite well yes. known, really, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she only died last year. Yeah. I was going through some of her stuff and in amongst it was... A program from First Thursday where she'd oh, right, been yeah. not only the guest poet but she'd also uh, had a pamphlet published by First Thursday and did I didn't you? know they did that. I didn't know they did And I'm one of the presenters <laughs> there. And, um, <laughs> but this was in... Well, I think Peggy Poole was, was there, First mm, was, No, she was involved in Jabberwocky but First Thursday... I thought it was very beginning, she might, might have been in the very early days. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's <laughs> moving swiftly on. Jan Hedger was our guest in May of last year, and here she is from the archive. It was a trip that my sister Pauline and I made with another friend to Jersey, and went to the Jersey War Tunnels. One thing they said to us when the tour guide took us round was some of the children were still in Jersey, it was a choice. They said in the end that they, they missed their fathers, other missed the manly presence and they got to know the soldiers 
and they gave them sweets and the German soldiers missed their children. It wasn't the collaboration type thing, it was just children being children and men missing their own children. So I wrote Smoke Rings in Jersey. The soldier stubbed out the cigarette with the heel of his face reflecting boots and quietly watched the boy, shoulders hunched, holes in the elbows of his jumper, a cane fishing rod in his hand and eyes fixated on the water. Just occasionally, the eyes focused on a single piece of flotsam, but not once did the boy turn his head and meet the eyes of the soldier, who by now had moved to within six feet of his side. Are they biting today? The boy remained silent. I have a boy back home. He likes fishing too. We used to go together, but now he also fishes alone. May I sit? The boy shifted slightly, appearing a little uneasy. I'm supposed to hate you. The soldier remained impassive, except for a sharpness of pain in his blue eyes and an escaping sadness of a drawn-out sigh. But it didn't escape the boy, who raised his head a little. What's your boy's name? Gunther. His name is Gunther, after my father. And your name? The boy lowered his head again. Do you miss him? My father is away. He can't come back to the island because you are here. That is why I'm supposed to hate you. The soldier sat down beside the boy, his long legs reaching down the harbour wall. Heedfully, he lit a cigarette and with practised ease blew smoke rings into the air between them. Yes, I miss him. It is hard not to be separated. The boy followed the smoke rings with eyes as grey as the sea till they disappeared into a nothingness. Is that what hate is? A nothingness? It's Alan, the boy responded, slipping the fishing rod into the soldier's free hand. Not a fish was caught in that tangible afternoon when son and father sat on the quayside, eyes levelled on the horizon, sharing the loneliness and distance of war. Uh, it's a lovely poem, that, which um, I, th I think she just nails this. Uh, yeah, what is hate? Hate is an emptiness. Uh, it's very good. And Mark, you've got another poem for us. I have. Um, this one, there was always... Uh, there was always a girl, um, and she was homeless too, and she'd always be uh, sitting in the same place, um, and I just, I don't know what it was, I just, I had to write about her. Mm -hmm. So this one's Diamond in the Rough. This life on the streets is tough for her. Everyone walks past, nobody cares. She's struggling to get by, wiping the tears away from her eyes. I see her in the same place, trying to keep the smile on her face as she watches the rat race. She's whistling the tune that reminds her of her honeymoon. Is she lonely? Is she cold? Does she long for someone to hold? I wish I could assist her. Someone must really miss her. Life full of disasters, begging she's got her masters. Her head full of fear and disbelief. 
wishes she was wise like an old Indian chief. So to the demon, dance like a dafty for a bag of snow. Where will you run, son, when the joke gets on? And as I stand here in the company of strangers, messed up suckle in a room of squares, I stand alone dreaming. So to the demon, dance like a dafty for a bag of snow. Where will you run, son, when the joke gets out? And as I stand here in the company of strangers, messed up suckle in a room of squares, I stand alone dreaming of a world of nightmares. Another one of your choices. It was yes, Jerry Cinnamon. Yes, he was. Um, he's a Scotsman. Uh, he was addicted to heroin. Yeah. And uh, he was a busker. He got himself clean. And really, t- t- to myself, he's just uh, someone who I admire and inspires me. To be honest, that like, you know, the, the world's your oyster, really, isn't it? Yes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah sorting yourself out and getting on the right track and then you can basically yeah that's what you make it yeah. sky's your limit isn't it mm. and clearly uh, a man with a lot of talent yes definitely and uh, that comes across and uh, so yeah from busking to playing that he played that I can't I don't know the name of the actual festival mm. uh, but he's uh, played at festivals as well in front of, in front of you know a yeah. good good few thousand uh, well, that cheering was homeless, wasn't it? Was he? Mm. Ah. Yeah, and uh, we're going off, uh, digressing a little bit. Um, yeah, the the song, uh, uh, Angel Song, or something, uh, I don't know. Uh, that. Uh, cheering. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah uh-huh. that was basically... Uh, about his time as... Yeah, she wrote some rules down in, on a hostel wall. Right. And that's where he got the idea from that song from, yeah. Ah. Mm. So, well, again, it's all 
songs of hope, really. Really, yeah. But, uh, yeah, people, you have to get it together. Aye. Anyway, Linda, you have got another poem. Yeah, this one's by Gaynor Kitchener, and it's in an old copy. It is, if it's uh, by Gaynor, yes. <laughs> Chester Poets 15. It's called Rondo. Cattle that advance upon the fields are weary. Their patience stare, pondering their arc of vision, vaguely aware of some intrusion. They slowly move aside, still gravely preoccupied with eating. It takes a while to scare cattle. They pause, dither on panic, gradually recognise a threat. Their eyes flare. A multitude of hooves tears into the earth, stampede clumsily cattle. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> sure, they have got like a... Yes. <laughs> yes. That's... Uh, a long time since we had Gainer at the Poets. Yes, I have yes. seen her a couple of times this year, strangely. But, uh, Only at the funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's not get too funeral. Mark Cressy was from this. <laughs> I, well, I can actually do that as well with the, uh, the next poem, which is called Roast Dinner. Ah. Just had a roast. Well better than having toast. Spuds, veg and pork. Every last bit picked up with my fork. Mash, bubble and squeak and gravy. Oh my God, it tastes so good, baby. Empty plates and a full belly. Top button undone, relax and watch telly. Let me know when you're cooking again. I will get there. Even if I have to bunk the train. I feel like such a winner now I've had a hot roast dinner. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's about a roast dinner. And of course, that's something that you will really appreciate having <laughs> not had one. one. Yes. Well, that was the first one in, say, about two, two and a half months. Yes. And yes, I enjoyed it very. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mark, you have another poem. Yes. I do, and I thought I'd save um, this one. Yes. Till uh, last. It's uh, called, I've called this one The Limited Company of Homelessness. There's two parts to this. Um, one obviously was wrote at the beginning of um, my time being homeless. And the second part was wrote uh, not just before Christmas, I'd say the end of November, really. So, and I put them both together. So, right. to all the homeless, I'll be part of the team. Me, I'm the new guy, the one who's pristine. I haven't a clue what I'm supposed to do, where to go, can I follow you? Winter's coming, it will be cold. There'll be wind, rain and snow, so I've been told. It won't be long before I have a house or a flat. Then maybe I'll be happy with that. To all the homeless, I was part of the team. Me, I'm that one, that one that got clean. From the narc in the tent, pitched up in the park, where my days were so dark. Taking the steps, each one small like a baby. So, so grateful that God saved me. I've been in search of stones, 
Making up the pavement of less traveled roads Mining for treasure deep in my bones That I'd ever found When looking forever ends Tried to find it in a bottle And came back again High on a hash pipe of good intent But it only brought me down Tried institutions of the mind and soul It only taught me what I should not know Oh, and the answer, well, who would have guessed Could be something as simple as this Something as simple as this Traveled to each ocean's end Saw all seven wonders Trying to make some sense Memorized the mantra Confucius said But it only let me down Tried absolution of the mind and soul It only led me where I should not go Oh, and the answer, well, how could I miss Something as simple as this Something as simple as this I've been falling, crashing, breaking All the while you stood here waiting for me again Not my own free will But it left me looking to get higher still Oh, and the answer, well, who would have guessed Could be something as simple as this God knows how I could have missed Something as simple as this Well, Mark, you had your final poem, and that was your final piece of music. Any particular reason for Jake Pug? I just, just some of the things he, he says, and a, fr- a, a very good friend uh, pointed out to me that it, it just it sounds it, it sounds like he's like he's lived it. Yes, and yeah, and he's recovering himself and stuff. Yes, and, and yeah, it's just it's catchy as well. Yeah, and. Yeah, easy listening and gets your yes. toes tapping, doesn't it? Yes, and he's a good yeah. guitarist as well. It's uh, and he, yes, he he, can, he looks a bit pretty, dare I say? And yeah. you and you tend yeah. to think, oh, you tend when you get to mine and Linda's age, you tend to be a bit dismissive of anybody that looks a bit pretty. <laughs> and, but 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 he's actually very good. I'm sure that's 
politically absolutely yeah. incorrect now, isn't it? <laughs> um, so <laughs> Shoot yourself in the podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> Got another few minutes. Just time to listen to a poem from Judy Ugonna. I was very struck by the... Um, discrimination against uh, Romanian gypsies is very, very um, noticeable in France in particular. Of course, we are also not uh, guiltless in this country. Mm. And this, uh, I was just sitting in a square in Avignon, listening to them play music. Gypsies in Avignon. In their time, broken feral angels, jetsam of paradise, howled their songs to the indifferent witness of a righteous throng. They might as well have sung the cadences of Karakorum and Al-Andaluth to guitars plucked and strummed by the gnarled and beaten hands of gypsies in those civil squares of Avignon. Ah, yes, that was Judy Ugonna, who is um, instrumental in much of the moving and shaking to do with the Woodall Poetry Festival, which will be... um, Soon, but not soon, no, it's it's going to be a bit later this year, but there'll be plenty of details on this programme, but there's lots of things in the run-up to that, like workshops and things, which would be well worth going to. I'm saying that because I'm organising one of them, but uh, (laughs) in in New Ferry, at the River Park, Uh, more of that um, a little nearer the date, but Linda, you have a poem. Yeah, this is one of my more recent poems, and uh, it's just called My Collection. Like a cityscape, many shapes, sizes, colours, sit side by side forming a barge in glass, aiming skyward. It's taken years to amass. I don't recall when it began. Just now I cannot disregard the beauty they bring, these bottles are more precious to me than their contents. Everyone who is likely to buy me perfume, husband, friends, relatives, all know I treasure the imaginative bottles such delights come in. I marvel at their design and enjoy them. For years after their contents are gone, for me judge not the smell, nor the cost or name, but the bottle, the pleasure comes when perfume is gone. It's bottle added to my collection. <laughs> yes, I know someone else who collects perfume bottles, but uh, <laughs> when she, once she's emptied them. But uh, here's another one of my nonsense poems, and it is What is that? What is that up the oak tree? I've seen it sit there before. I used to think it was me. Now I find it's hard to see, so I'm not so very sure. What is that up the oak tree? It's all grey and raggedy and wobbles down to its core. I used to think it was me. But I'm sure you will agree that I haven't left the floor. What is that up the oak tree? It's strange and bald and silly. I hate being such a bore. I used to think it was me, defying gravity's law. But I don't think that no more. What is that up the oak tree? I used to think it was me. It is time for us to be on our way. 
So it's goodbye from me, Camel Horton. Goodbye from me, Linda Bradley. And goodbye from me, Mark Jones. And thank you for being our guest no, today. Thank you for having me. It's been a most informative show, and uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.